What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Call Her Holy. I'm Laura Eldridge. And I'm Nicoletta Bradley. Uh, first one of 2022. Y'all, we are so excited to be back with you guys. It has <laughs> Honestly, been a hot minute. <laughs> I feel like I just want everyone to come over and tell us about your breaks. Oh, 100%. Like, did you love it? Did you hate it? <laughs> like, we hope you had the was, best Christmas. What the was the family years? drama? <laughs> like, <laughs> Was it heartache over the Christmas season? Did our podcast help yeah. you survive it? <laughs> Which uncle got drunk and said something too much like did your grandma get into this fight <laughs> with your uncle we hope your christmas did not involve any of that oh honestly though and we thought about doing an episode about recovering from engagement and wedding season so if that's where you are we're not talking about that today but we see you and we're thinking about you yeah there was a lot this christmas season i know some people like straight up stop social media just to not see all the engagements and the weddings yeah oh yeah you did i forgot a lot of my friends and i were like screw this (laughs) i'm deleting my instagram for i need a freaking break it was a new one every three hours listen permission to remove yourself from (laughs) things that make you struggle it's like you can be happy for people but permission to take care of your heart amen and my qlu is i'm still single (laughs) (laughs) no i feel like you actually have a fun qlu okay i do actually have a killer qlu should we start with mine to just get the low one out of the way it kind of sucks okay yeah okay listen here's my qlu i had big plans for 2022 right big plans i've had multiple trips my family's coming in town next week that i never get to see anyways i've been laid up sick for like sick weeks yeah <laughs> not covid just sick yeah we like yeah tested negative don't worry nico and i are being safe but yeah i've been knocked straight up on my booty colby had to take off work to take care of me people have been bringing me groceries so thank you i had the best soup today <laughs> yeah <laughs> thank you to all our followers and fans <laughs> yeah <laughs> we love you guys but let's move on to something more fun but if if you have started off 2022 with omicron you're not alone yeah dude well my qlu okay it's a little bit nerdy but it's like really awesome i want a thousand dollars to southwest how okay. okay by playing bingo i cannot with you i'm gonna be honest i was playing bingo with a group of people and i won a thousand dollars to southwest. listen you own it you bingo player you come on baby it's my new hidden talent not really but it was fun i feel like bingo Never mind. I'm You're not even. Me. I'm not even. No, I love it. I feel like it's one of those things like puzzles. I've been doing puzzles that. Yeah, you're just I walked like, in. You had two puzzles in your house. Yeah, you're kind of like, is this is this nerdy? And I don't care. Like I'm still doing it. But when I, you're as thick as Laura, you only have the strength to do a puzzle. So you just like do one puzzle piece and then walk away. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm proud of you. I'm glad you picked up a new hobby, Nico. Congrats on your Southwest. Yeah. Um, all I know is follow me on Insta because we are going to be traveling the world. Are you going to share the magic scorecard that won you $1,000? Oh my gosh, I totally could. People can go play the lotto or something? Yeah. <laughs> Catch me on Insta. <laughs> Catch me on Insta. <laughs> Anyways, we are not talking about bingo today. We, but we should. <laughs> we totally should. Secrets to winning bingo our podcast could go from ten thousand listens to <laughs> negative so quickly oh my gosh okay but we are starting off something really fun we are starting a mini series called oops i did it again y'all welcome to the britney generation we back <laughs> we back and today's episode is i drank too much oops i did it again uh okay nico why are we talking about this Y'all, I'm going to be honest. I feel like drinking is one of those hot topics in the Christian culture. And we honestly, 
weigh our Christianity on whether we drink or not. Yeah, I feel like some people do. I feel like there can be this like, I'm a better Christian if I don't, or I'm a worse Christian if I do. And, yeah. And it's like a shame culture, yeah, which is not biblical at all. Yeah, that's 100% my story. I know for me growing up, it was always, I'm a good Christian if I don't drink, but I'm a bad Christian if I do. And I feel like so often we use drinking as the standard of how we view if people love Jesus or not. That's a, there so are like a few staple things. Like I think growing up in a like Southern Baptist mentality, and this is not knocking on the church. Like I'm not about that whole like knock the church, but I think we could wrongly go into like, okay, don't drink, don't, don't have sex and don't smoke. And that makes you a good Christian. And that's just not the gospel. Totally not the gospel. And I think so often in my life, it was always, I would go to camp growing up in high school. I would go to a church retreat as a young adult. And my first reaction was if I want to follow Jesus or I want to be a Christian, that means I need to cut out what I do on the weekends. Mm. And I just feel like as believers, we have completely distorted the truth in that area. So we have one end of the spectrum over here that's saying like to drink is bad. And that can be dangerous in its own ways, which is part of my story. Like I, once I tasted alcohol, I realized like, oh my gosh, it's actually not that bad. I thought I'd be completely out of control and I'm not. Yeah, And that led to like one thing after another because of legalism. Yeah. Like, and I realized, oh my gosh, this is actually fun. And and it's, I, I enjoy this. This is really fun. And I'm not out like doing all these things that are against my convictions. But then later I did. Like one thing led to another where it's like, okay, I landed in jail for DUI. Yeah. And put my family through a lot of heartbreak, paying for that and all of that and the consequences there. Lost a job for drinking and lying about it. So I went from this like, hey, drinking is awful to one step after another like going way too far. Yeah. And I think that alcohol is not quote unquote a gateway drug, but in a way, a lot of times addiction starts with alcohol. You see that people go from drinking one drink to two to three to all of a sudden being a drunk and then they can't feel the benefits of that. So they go to something more such as drugs. And I think that today we just really want to address the myths and the lies and honestly just answer questions that y'all sent us revolving yeah. what it looks like to be a Christian but also drink alcohol. Yeah, because on the other end of the spectrum, like we talked about the kind of like the churchy end of the spectrum, but on the other end of the spectrum, you have all these like worldly people and places like just throwing it in your face. Like, what do you do for fun? You get drunk. Yeah. What do you do for fun? You go out on the weekends. Like, what do you do for fun? This is, this is what you do. And we're here to kind of talk about the middle. Like, what does it look like to follow Jesus and honor God with alcohol, right? Love that. So let's jump into some questions. Yeah, I think our, uh, you guys sent some, I think, let's jump into a question. Y'all sent in really great questions. So we're yeah. just going to answer a few of them. And honestly, we're just going to start it off with Laura. <coughs> minus having a baby in your body. <laughs> what is your go-to favorite drink? I love that we, we said what questions do you guys have about drinking? And someone said, what are your favorite drinks? <laughs> <laughs> okay, good question. Good question. I'm a margarita girl. Okay. Skinny on the rocks with salt. Ooh. I also am a fan of dark beers. So I can I can like put the boys to shame when it comes to beer. <laughs> I'm making a disgusted face right now. I <laughs> yeah, you are. beer. Oh my, I like just deep coffee beers are okay. like so good, but... Gosh, when I think of beer, it just takes me back to beer pong. I, I feel like I can't not experience like Yeah, here's why. Because in college, you drink cheap beer. Like you drink nasty. Oh my gosh. 
uh, I, I did not like beer in college because of that. But Gosh. what's yours? What, what do you? So a little update on me and drinking is I right now I'm actually having some health problems around alcohol. So the last few times I've drank at weddings, I have gotten home and in the middle of the night will throw up. Not because I got toasted or wasted, but truly because something in alcohol is not mixing well with yeah. my stomach. But before those little moments, definitely red wine. And gosh, I love a good Moscow mule. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wait, actually, have you heard of um, kombucha? Yeah. Alcoholic Hard booch? kombucha. Yeah. Y'all. I feel like that's probably <laughs> good for my stomach. Haven't had that since the issues, but... When I use my Southwest yeah. gift card and go to Santa Barbara, California you in can, a couple weeks, oh, we're going to get that. You can come to Asheville. That's where, I mean, my hometown. And they have booch? Yeah, they have hard kombucha. Anyways, um, <laughs> it feels like a mountainy kind of thing, you know? Okay. Okay, all this to say, we're not trying to celebrate sin. We're not trying to celebrate drunkenness. We're not celebrating college days, any of that. Like, if anything, Nico and I have past stories filled with regret, Yeah. filled with like, man, what what an amazing thing it is to look back and say, I actually didn't follow the culture and follow the world. Like I followed Jesus when it wasn't cool. Yeah. That's, that's pretty dope to say. So we're not celebrating any of that. Um, but we hope we can just kind of level the playing field of like, Hey, let's, let's enjoy and celebrate something that God has allowed us to enjoy. And then let's walk the balance of here's how to do it. Well, All right, so second question is, if alcohol makes me less anxious and more fun, what's the big deal? Oh, this is a really good question. Yeah. Okay, here's here's what everybody needs to know. Whether you're getting drunk or not getting drunk, the why matters. Like That's good. Why are you drinking? Because even if you're not getting drunk, but you're just like saying, hey, I want to be confident and I'm going to go to alcohol to make me that way. There's a problem in that. There's a problem. And it's really common. Like when people like said why they drink on Insta, they said things like pressure from friends. I'm lonely, isolated. It's fun. And it's fun to like be held less accountable because you can blame it on being drunk. A desire to be known and accepted, needing an escape and all these different reasons. Stress, insecurity, tempted to drink when, when more people are drinking around me, anxiety, and that doesn't go away. There are moms, middle-aged moms, who still go to alcohol when their kids are stressing them out. Yeah. It's a habit that you want to break early. Yeah. Y'all, it's abandoned. If you are running to alcohol to gain confidence, if you're running to alcohol for stress relief, you are truly putting a Band-Aid on a problem that is never going to be solved. You cannot fix a gospel problem with a Band-Aid. Gosh, say it louder for the people <laughs> in the back. Let's go. That is what you need to know. Like you are fixing a problem that only the gospel can solve. So if you lack confidence in a social setting, I get it. Totally. That is, We've all been there. Totally. Oh my gosh. Sometimes it'll still like come come upon me just like a wave of like, what the heck? I'm a normally like pretty confident person. And I'll sometimes walk away and feel like, two feet tall. Like, why, why was I so anxious? And asking yourself that question, less about like the drinking situation, but like asking like, what makes me anxious? Really what makes me insecure? What makes me insecure? Is it fear of rejection? Is it that you don't want them to not like you? Is it that you don't want to look uncool? Is it that you just want to feel good? Yeah. Y'all holding a drink in your hand and drinking it is not going to solve that deeper rooted issue because you can't fix 
a worldly insecurity with a worldly solution. Yeah. You can only fix that problem with honestly believing. I mean, this is going to sound really Christianese, but if you're putting your identity and how fun you are at a party, you're never going to feel satisfied compared to going to a party and going, I know where my identity is. Therefore, I don't need to get drunk in order to prove it. Totally. And and here's, I'll, I'll give you this. It does kind of delay it. Like people who like to not deal with things totally. end up drinking. Those are also the people who end up in unhealthy relationships. Like I'd rather not address my father wounds. I'd rather just jump into a relationship that's going to make me feel good and forget about it for a second. Yeah. And you're going to be unhealthy for the rest of your life if you continue to do that. So stop and address your problems. This is not even about getting drunk or not getting drunk so far. It's like straight up, ask yourself, why am I using alcohol? And what is my actual problem that I want to solve here? Because there probably is a gospel solution for it. Totally. And I'm going to geek out a little bit, just kind of the science behind it. Let's go, bingo girl. I know. Oh, shut <laughs> up. So um, I did all this random research, but it alcohol is what you call a myopic drug. So let me explain that. What that means is that whatever you're feeling Alcohol expands that feeling. So for example, if you're feeling really joyful and fun, you had a great day, and then you go out and drink with friends, full transparency, you're going to feel more joyful and fun when you go out with friends. Yeah, Yeah, it's just going to be heightened. But here's the deal. If you're going into a night of drinking feeling anxious and insecure, okay, you might feel a little bit better going out, but y'all, you're going to wake up the next morning and you know what you're going to feel? You're going to feel even more anxious and more insecure than before you went out that night drinking. Mm. And I think that's something that we need to pay really close attention to is because I totally have been, I mean, I'm sure you can relate to this too. A lot of my story is I get attention from boys when I go out and get drunk. But then the next morning you wake up and you're wondering, oh my gosh, what did I say? What do I do now? What do these boys think about me? In reality, you felt insecure going into the night, but you wake up feeling even more insecure. Yeah. Have you ever experienced that? Totally. I've experienced that. But I think for me, where I really struggled is that the fun outweighed that. Mm. Like I had so many more experiences. Like there were some where I'm like, oh my gosh, I acted a fool. Like I just threw myself on that guy. Yeah. But then there were uh, many more nights where I just felt like, the experience was like a token under my belt. Like we used to make it this challenge of like, what, like what guy can you meet? And yeah, you know, where did you end up last night? And we would laugh about it the next day. And so what really changed for me wasn't realizing like, okay, I've been treating anxiety with alcohol, but it was realizing like, wait a second, I think I'm missing out on more abundant life. Yeah, dude. I think that's really true. And I think reality is it's yes. If alcohol makes you less anxious and more fun, what's the problem? You can argue like, well, there isn't a problem except it does say in the Bible, do not get drunk on wine, which yeah. leads to debauchery. Like we're going to call it as it is. Like it tells you in the Bible, don't get drunk. Yeah. But we need to ask yourself why. Yeah. Like why are you anxious? Yeah. That's a really good um question to ask in anything like why am i going to this why am i going to that yeah because again like we said a lot of times you're trying to fix something that god has an answer for and you're fixing it in the way that god doesn't intend yeah so i feel like we could talk so much about that but let's get to some of the other questions second that's good the third question how how do you handle friends who pressure you to drink when you don't want to yeah y'all i feel like this question can relate to whether you're a Christian or not, whether you are not drinking because you feel like the <laughs> Lord is asking you not to, or just genuinely you don't want to drink. You're 
there's going to be pressure in that type of environment because people are going to call you names. They're going to make fun of you. Of like, oh, here we go. Nicolette again, going out and not drinking. I would get that all the time in high school because there'd be nights where I was in the midst of a really bad eating disorder and full transparency, didn't want to waste the calories. Yeah. And was like, I don't want to. And people would just be like, you're lame, you're boring. And so I think reality is, is if someone is giving you a hard time about drinking, that says a lot more about their insecurity than it does about yours. I'm like, you need to find new friends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think some people really like are um, just trying to be playful. Yeah. And they don't realize like, wait a second, this is actually hard for me. Like I actually do want to drink. Yeah. And I'm trying to follow Jesus. Yeah. You and know? I, and I think that they, a lot of times that people are pressuring you to drink, they just don't want to drink alone. And they're probably trying to escape something themselves. Yeah, that's real. So, okay, so what do you do when your friends are pressuring you to drink and you don't want to? Okay, this is where you have to get really, really honest about like what kind of emotional state that you're in, Yeah, where your convictions are. Like, are your convictions pretty strong right now? Like, very strong and immovable. And even then, you still have to be careful. Or are you the person who is like, no, I straight up know myself and I'm going to cave to the peer pressure because I want to be liked or like, it's just really fun when everyone's changing my name. I'm going to, I'm going to chug. Yeah. Come so, on. <laughs> so you just have to know, like you have to figure that out before you get into that setting. That is so important. Y'all, you need to go into the night that you're going to go into knowing what your boundaries are for that night. Because if you're going in going, I don't really know what's going to happen tonight, but I know I don't really want to drink, but we'll just see what happens. You're going to end up getting wasted with them. There's just no way around it. Yeah, You need to go in and go, okay, God, I'm not drinking tonight because I know and I've tasted and I've seen that you're better. I need your strength. Either A, remove yourself from the situation entirely, but B, be honest. I think that that is the biggest thing to challenge y'all is do not be ashamed of where your convictions land, whether that is, hey, I'm really just trying to follow Jesus right now and I'm just not going to drink tonight. Or hey, I make really bad decisions when I'm drunk and I'm just not going to do that. Or hey, I've got a stomachache. You get to choose if you take a shot or not. No one's going to force you to do it. So you can't blame someone if you end up drunk. Yeah, that's good. And another thing you can do to prepare is like prepare what you're going to say Yeah, when people ask you. So that way you're not like tripped up. So basically we're saying make a plan and yep. be really honest, like where you're at. Yeah. Especially like if you just went through a breakup and you're thinking like, yeah, I don't really want to drink. No, some guy comes up and buys you a drink and you're like, ah, yeah, heck yeah, let's go. Let's have another. Oh yeah. yeah. I love those. And you're like, I hate whiskey. Why am I drinking this? But I'm so sad and lonely. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I think this, somebody else asked another question. I'm just going to kind of blend it in here. Yeah. They, they asked about like, how do you not go from like zero to a hundred? Yeah. But some of you need to, like you need to go to zero because once you have a sip, you're gone. Like I yeah. have a friend who is like, no, straight up. I, I was a bottle service girl and I just partied for so long that like, if I touch alcohol, I go all the way. Yeah. Like it just takes me somewhere that I, I'd rather follow Jesus I'd rather spare the guilt and the conviction and, and regardless of the consequences, like I want to follow Jesus. And so this is worth it to me. And so she doesn't touch it. She hasn't had it in like probably seven years now. Yeah. And then there's me on the other hand who I'm like, no, there was a season where I stopped drinking. There was a season where I stopped partying where I, and I, and I still don't really like party, I guess, but 
where I had to kind of make one decision and then the next and then the next of like, here are my boundaries. Yeah. But I'm like, no, I can have a casual drink and I don't care if people are like, oh, have another, have another, have another. Now, I also don't surround myself anymore yeah. with those kind of people, but that wasn't my initial experience. Like I did, I did go out and, and like, okay, I'm only gonna have one drink. And then I'd be like, okay, I'm gonna go out and not drink. And then I got to like, okay, I'm not gonna go out anymore. I'm like gonna hang out with different people. But all that, all that I'm trying to say, that was kind of a mouthful. But like what I'm trying to say is like, you just have to be really, really honest about where you are. Some of you need to know like, no, you actually can't touch alcohol. Some of you need to say like, hey, this is okay. Like, and I'm gonna have one drink and I'm gonna text my friends. I'm gonna text community and say, I'm only having one drink. Make sure you ask me in the morning if I only had one drink. Yeah. And I think I even talked to one of y'all the other day and knowing your boundaries, if you know that you don't have the strength to go out with friends and not be peer pressured to get drunk, (laughs) then that could be as simple as, hey, I would love to get time with you. Let's go to brunch. Let's grab lunch because I don't know nor trust myself enough to go out with you guys because if I go out with you guys, I'm going to get drunk. And I know for me, that was my story. I know that I loved to drink back in the day because it made me more flirtatious it made me more confident around boys and full transparency would always end up making out with someone by the end of the night and it came down to it going i can't even have one drink and now by god's grace i can have one drink well sort of i still get sick and not do that but i know my limits and so how to handle friends that pressure you to drink when you don't want to a get new friends b know your limits and know your boundaries and c be honest like yeah. it is okay to say no and here's why. Yeah, that's really good. That's so simple. Let's add one more little caveat to that is like you don't like don't be expecting non-believers to act like believers. Yeah. Like a lot of times you can kind of take on this churchy persona of like I'm sorry, I'm not drinking because I love God. And then people are like, "Oh, you're telling me that I don't like, yes. So just know ahead of time, like don't expect non-believers to act like believers. And then also don't impose your convictions or your boundaries on someone else. Yeah. You can't expect non-believers to act or perform the way that a believer should. So if you're sitting here going, I'm going out with a group of friends that do not know Jesus. I can't believe they're drinking. That's actually on you, not on them because they don't know any different. So you can't sit here and judge. Yeah, totally. And and we'll answer in a second about Christians getting drunk. So we'll, we'll talk about that. But number four, are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. If I'm drunk and I don't make any mistakes, is it still wrong? Gosh. Hold on. There's a problem with this question. Why? Because if you're drunk, you just made a mistake. Like, yeah. Ooh, <laughs> like, mic drop. I'm like, I think that we think it's just because of the behavior, yeah. you know? And it's like, no, straight up, because God said so is enough. Yeah. If you fear God and it, you might not see the consequences now, but there are consequences. Yeah. I read a quote and it was super powerful. It says, every time I drink, something bad doesn't happen. But every time something bad happens, it's because I was drinking. Yeah. And I just feel like, y'all, here's the deal. It literally says in scripture, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. And debauchery is basically any small mistake that you could make. Yeah. And I think it's so easy to go, well, I just got drunk with my friends. It was a fun girls night. Totally. We had a pillow fight. We watched some chick flicks. What's the big deal? Yeah. But you're going against what God has asked you to do. And so where does your conviction lie? Is it based on your thoughts and your feelings or is it based on God's word? 
Yeah, that's really good. It, you, I think it comes down to believing that God has your best interest in mind. Because I think it's like, oh, that's just like to kill my joy or to to make me not have fun. And it's like, no, it's because God knows what's best for you better than you actually do. Yeah. And it literally says, I've come to give you life and life to the full. Yeah. And we can trust that if God tells us not to get wasted, there's something in that. And here's full transparency, y'all. You never feel good after getting drunk. Even if it's a girl's night where you didn't see a boy when you didn't go out, you just got really drunk with your girlfriends. Granted, yes, memories can be made, but there's probably girls who don't even remember that night. There's probably things that you're sitting here going, wait, what did I even say last night? What did I, I don't know. And I just feel like that's not the abundant life that God has for us where we wake up in the morning, even if it was just with girls asking, what did I say and what did I do? Yeah, that's good, Nico. I think having experienced both, like both of us have been in, um, the stage or, or like the not stage because it's it, drunkenness should not be a stage. Yeah. But both of us have been in a place in life where we were reckless with drinking. Oh, yeah. And we and we're now in a place in life where we're like, oh, my gosh, no, I wouldn't go back to that for anything. Like some of the benefits of being sober minded are like, yeah, I've actually been able to work on some of that lack of confidence because I'm not treating it with something that actually isn't fixing it anymore. Yeah, I've actually been able to be confident in social settings more and more and more because I'm dealing with the the root issue. Some of the other things are like, no, it is really, really nice to just have a clear level head and to know like, yeah, I'm like, I'm following God. There's no guilt. There's no shame. There's like, there's so much grace when you mess up. But does that make sense? Yeah, I think it's just choosing the abundant life over something that the world has to offer. And it really is abundant, but sometimes it might take a little while to feel that way. Cause when you're cutting off everything, it can feel like what the heck I'm just giving up my whole life. Yeah. And I think a random story that I always reflect on when I remember the days of drinking, I'll never forget. I would drink every weekend, multiple times a weekend and it was so fun. And I really, obviously I'd wake up feeling insecure and just feeling all these different things, but I kept doing it. But a game changer was for me when I went to a party sober for the first time. And I remember walking in and I saw these people making out in the corner. I saw these people doing drugs over there and these people taking shots over here. And I remember sitting there and I was really, truly not that strong in my faith at the time. But I looked around and I just remember thinking, this is a picture of hell. Oh my gosh. And I know that's really bold, but I remembered thinking this is satan's playground he is winning in this area and there was it was just darkness there was nothing good to be seen there was no joy to be found because the next morning i had conversations with so many people that were at that party that was like oh my gosh were you there i didn't even see you i don't even know what was happening and they felt this shame that we are never meant to experience yeah and so yes if i'm drunk and i don't make any mistakes is it still wrong yes but once again like it doesn't lead to abundant life. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. There is an intangible like darkness, I feel mm-hmm. like. That's that's really good, Nico. I think I'll just wrap up with that that question with this. I understand, like we both get it. Like it feels it does feel a little bit more innocent when you're just with the girls. One hundred percent. It feels more innocent when you're just at home by yourself and you're not around guys, you're not gonna make out with anyone. You Put your te- your phone to the side so that you won't text your ex. Like we're going Tinder, Bumble, <laughs> yeah, whatever. whatever. But a lot of times you convince them that you should, anyways. Like you convince Fair. your friends, like, no, I'm just going to text them one thing. Gosh. Anyways, I understand that it can feel a lot more innocent, but fear God more than you care about 
enjoying a moment. Yeah. Because that's, that's what leads to true enjoyment. That's good. Number five, how much is too much? Ooh. Y'all, here's the deal. I think we ask ourselves this question in a lot of areas when it comes to Christianity because we want to be able to justify our actions. Mm, that's I, good. I think we've answered it in our relationship topics of how far is too far when it comes to sex. And now we're asking it again. This was for sure the top question we got when we put out question boxes. Because I think you want an answer of like, okay, as long as you only have this many drinks, you're okay. And that yeah. is not the way Christianity works. Wow, that's good. And I think so often we need to stop asking how far is too far or how much is too much, but go, what is going to be the most glorifying to my king? Yeah, how am I going to honor the one who came in a manger and then died on the cross for my sins? And y'all, it's just not black and white. And it honestly, it comes down to your level of drinking is going to be different than somebody else's. For example, if I were to drink this many drinks, I might be wasted compared to a 300 pound man where that he might not even feel anything. So there's not a right or wrong answer because it's different for every single person. Yeah, that's really good. I think I love what you said, Nico. And I think in that is just that the goal is not to get as close to the line as possible. Yeah. The goal is to, to honor God with your actions. Yeah. And, and realize like, no, that's that's better. Here's what we need to understand. We want a black and white for reasons that you said to either justify our actions or to feel good about doing the right thing or just because it's harder when you have to like wrestle yeah. through something. But so much in scripture is not black and white. Things that are black and white. What we do know, black and white about drinking is that drunkenness is a sin. Yep drunkenness is not okay like getting drunk okay but what is drunk exactly then people are like but what is buzz is what is yes. you know whatever black and white if you are not of drinking age and you're we have canadian listeners so i think it's like 18 there maybe who knows if you're not of drinking age and you're land then your land <laughs> your land <laughs> like i just put colonial your country, folk. <laughs> <laughs> If you're not of drinking age in your land, <laughs> then do not partake. Do not engage. <laughs> do not engage. No, so follow Abort. the law. <laughs> Abort. <laughs> follow the law. Like, that's real. Yeah. Um, Romans 13. If you struggle with authority, like, you just, you need to follow the law. So those, yeah. those are the black and Black and, and white. If you're under 21, don't drink. End of story. And yeah, if you're drunk, that's not okay. Yeah. Um, what isn't so clear is like, Okay, so how many can I have? Or how many shots can I take? Yeah, is it? <coughs> excuse me. Is it getting buzzed? Is getting buzzed considered getting drunk? And here's what we would say: One, don't make it your mission to t get as close to the line as possible. It's good. Two, be really brutally honest with yourself and invite people into it. Invite people into it. Like if you're going to your community group and telling them how much you're drinking, they're like, "Hey, I don't." I don't know if that is your best move. Yeah. You should probably listen to him and set something really clear for yourself. Like for me, I'll just be honest. Like it's like one or two. That's yeah. kind of my line. And if I have a drink, obviously when I'm not pregnant, but if I have a drink and I'm like, oh, okay, I, I think that was a little stronger than maybe what I'm used to. I'm not going to order a second drink. Yeah. But that takes a lot of self-control. And there's a season in my life where I probably shouldn't have done that, you know, where I'm like, it's no drinks for me. Yeah. And I think it's just asking yourself, what are you drinking? Because reality is, y'all, you don't just take shots to enjoy shots. Like, let's be honest, that stuff tastes like crap. If you're just, shots are getting drunk. 
Yeah. So how much is too much? Like how many shots am I allowed to take? I would question, well, why are you taking shots in the first place? Because I would argue that's probably not enjoyable. If you're asking yourself, how many beers can I shotgun? Once again, that's probably not out of enjoyment. You're getting, you're drinking those to get drunk. Okay, there are some some shots that are actually really good. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you would know this. I know, okay, okay. But I'll be honest. I think the, the problem there for me, Nico, is like the appearance. Yeah. Like, I think that matters. Like, if you're raising your hand saying, hey, I'm following Jesus and you can follow me as I follow Jesus, 1 Corinthians 11, 1, like over here, I'm not gonna do it perfectly, but like I'm, I'm following Jesus. And then you're taking shots at the bar yeah, that's gonna be confusing to people for sure. It's different than holding a glass of wine, which also may be confusing to people. So you just need to know your surroundings and know like, hey, I want to stay away from the appearance of evil, which there is a scripture that talks about that. Yeah, not because I care what people think, but because I want to care for them and not put a stumbling block in their path to following Jesus. Absolutely. Does that Absolutely make sense? Good. So I can't like. I think taking shots at a bar, I'm like, I can't see how that is edifying in any way. I just don't. 100%. Um, and I've done it and I don't do it anymore. And I think the other thing is like, I hear a lot of Christian girls saying like, yeah, I only had like three drinks. I'm like, three what? They're like three Bloody Marys or three um, margaritas. margaritas. And I'm like, there's no way you hundred pounds something had three drinks in and the span yourself in the span of an hour and you're fine like no so that's again that's something to like just lean into just ask ask the questions yeah and ask your people ask the lord get down and quiet <laughs> with jesus in your quiet time ask your community ask your pastor i don't know who you need to ask but i think reality is you know when you're drinking too much and i think that we just want an answer in order to make ourselves feel good or come up with make a reason. Make it easier. Yeah, make it easier or come up with a reason why we're allowed to. But y'all, you know when you're starting to feel a little loopy. You know when your words are starting to slur. You know when you're unable to drive. And let me just say something. Do not drink and drive. Because honestly, I hear so many of y'all saying, oops, probably shouldn't have driven last night. There's a clear example of where you should have stopped earlier. It, this can change. This one question or prayer can change a lot. God, how can I honor you tonight? That is so good. That removes the question of how much is too much. Yeah. So ask yourself that before you go out next time. And if you're convinced that you're not honoring God at all, then something needs to probably change. And you've probably gone too far. All right. Number six, what to do when your friends who claim to be believers are drinking and going out? Love them enough to tell them the truth. Yeah. Guys, I think that you got to be honest. And I think you can do that in a really loving way. I think that you need to pray over this. I think you need to process it. I think that this is a really hot topic. Like I said earlier in the very beginning, it's easy to base our Christianity on whether we drink or not. And so if you come in guns a blazing of like you went out last night, you're a dirty believer and you suck, <laughs> you might lose them as a friend. Full I mean, transparency. <laughs> well, and, and that's just probably not best. Like Ephesians says to speak the truth in love. Yeah. So you want to admonish them kindly kindly yeah hey you might not think this is a big deal and i could be totally wrong but from what i've seen in your past couple instagram posts and what you've told me I, i'm just wondering like do you feel like you're honoring god with the way that you drink yeah and i think you always have to start off with questions of like hey like how are you doing how are you spending yeah. your weekends like what do you feel like has been joyful to you in the last season of your life what's yeah. been the highlight of it 
And if they're constantly saying, well, I love going out with my friends, just ask like, what do you love about that? Oh, well, it just makes me feel so confident. I get to talk to boys. I think diving in a little bit deeper is that if you're doing life with people that call themselves believers, there's a likely chance that they have either told you that they don't want to do that or they know that it's wrong. And so you do have the ability to speak in and remind them of truth. But I think you need to do it in a loving way. Um, So don't come in and come across judgmental because that would be extremely frustrating. And I've had people do that in my life when I was drinking a lot. But I will say this, the most powerful influence in my life was my young life leader when I was in high school. And that was a woman that I would show up on her doorstep the night after drinking and go, dang it, I did it again. And she never, not once met me with, seriously, Nicoletta, again, like this is getting exhausting. It's good. She met me with grace, love, and compassion. And I know this is might sound Christianese, but it's kind of that thing of like, what would Jesus do? He met the woman who was stuck in adultery and he did not condemn her and say, really, another husband? Really, another man? He said, man, like, go on and sin no more and I love you and reminding your friend that you love her you are for her but also I think a big thing is reminder that you can provide her other options if she doesn't want to do that anymore like hey if you really do want to stop living in this lifestyle like I will see a movie with you on Friday night we can go to the dinner and movies and make it fun and I think that we me I'm so quick to approach situations with more truth than grace But if I'm being honest, like our Heavenly Father approaches situations with more grace than truth, but you do need to hold your friends accountable to that that claim that they are believers. And they're asking for it, right? Like they are. If you have raised your hand and said that you are a follower of Jesus, you are like we are called to quote unquote judge within the church. Yeah. Like when you hear in Matthew seven, do not judge, that's talking about non believers. But you are called to make judgments in a sense of like the book of James says, if you see someone stumbling to the slaughterhouse to rescue them, yeah, like you do want to just lovingly and kindly say, no matter how they respond, like, hey, this isn't God's best for you. Um, I'm not saying this as a person who doesn't make mistakes. Like, I sh- here's what I did. Like, here's yeah. what I'm doing. And can we hold each other accountable? Or can Love we that. like uh, how you approach it matters. But I don't want to get stuck on how to approach it because I I will tell you this, it's better to, when I was skipping community to get wasted, when I was dressing inappropriately, like I didn't know what I was worth because I didn't. I remember one girl in my community group just asking me a question, like confronting me about it. And I don't know, she probably didn't do it well, but whatever. I just wasn't in a spot to hear that. But years later, I remembered that. Mm. And to her, I said, thank you. And to the rest of my community, I said, why didn't you call me out? That's good. Yeah. And I even was just thinking back on my last semester of senior year. And I remember, and I've talked to a lot of y'all that will say the same thing. That last semester of senior year, you go, well, I'm finally 21. I have not partied all college or high school. I've been a good Christian girl. It's finally time for me to let loose. Y'all, and I believed that lie. And I made some really painful mistakes. Like I remember I graduated from college and I sat down with my very first community group meeting in gosh, June or July after I graduated. And I sat down and I just wept because Mm -hmm. I had to recount. These are the guys I 
made out with. These are the guys that I was texting non-believers. It's because I went out and I partied and I believed the lie that I deserve this. I've got to live it up because it's the last semester. And I think it's so easy to even do that after college of, well, it's the season before I get married. It's the season before I need to settle down. It's the season before I have babies. And the enemy can just come in and tell you that it's okay as a believer because it's your last chance. Mm. And that is not true and it just goes back to that verse of i've come to give you life and life to the full and me weeping that morning was not what it looked like to live life to the full but that whole semester before i had bought into the lie that that's what a full life looked like and it just wasn't that's good if you're stuck in a place where you're like i want to get out and i can't like i just keep falling into the same patterns yeah there's hope for you don't give up Come check out Watermark Church. We'll sit with you on Sunday mornings. We'll go to the porch with you on Tuesday nights. Find a local body that you can say, be like, Local church, yeah. Yeah, I'm tired of waking up in some rando's bed. Say it. Help me out. Say it. And people will rally around (laughs) you. I'm here to tell you. I promise you they will. Yes, ask for their help. Um, We love you guys. We hope this was helpful. Yeah. Nico, it's always fun being with you. It's freaking blast. Um. (laughs) Y'all look forward to a few more Oops, I Did It Again. This is a mini series. Um, and we're going to be talking about some really good stuff. So follow along. We love you guys. Go on Apple or Spotify. I think you can actually rate now on Spotify, but yeah. I, I don't know if it's rolled out to everyone. But if you'll go leave a review and rate, that will help get Caller Holy out to more people and pray as you're doing it. That'd be awesome. Y'all are the best. Have a great day.